Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tommy, you are back in the house. Now, which, Morning, way, are we, which way are we going? Oh, we've got ourselves some under and over reactions yes. for the first time. So I'm going to throw a couple statements at you and you're going to say whether well, it's an underreaction, whether it's an overreaction. Uh, and listeners can weigh in as well. So first off, topical one, the CBA won't be sorted before the start of the season. So we are 42 days away. Six weeks today will be the first match of the 2023 NRL season. Is it an overreaction to say that it won't be sorted by then? No, I don't think it is because there's every possibility that it won't be Mm -hmm. because the season can still go ahead without it if the players decide so. Oh, sorry, unless the players decide to take action. So I, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that um, it won't be sorted. I mean, I, it's it's really hard, isn't it? It's it's really hard to figure out how they're going to get to the table here. I mean, how, how many meetings do you have to have in the course of the next 42 days? So I want to ask you this. So when we were going through the whole COVID pandemic um, right at the start of the 2020, in 2020, and the season had to be put on hold and Channel 9 and Fox Sports went to the NRL and said, basically, we want to pay you this much X, Y, Z. If the players go on strike, recent broadcast deal, which was just a new broadcast deal, which was recently signed, you've worked in TV land for many, many years. What's Channel 9 and Fox going to do? They'll have a stern word with the NRL and probably and Clint Newton, I would imagine. Won't, won't be a stern word. There won't be any words. They just won't be paying them. Place. There'll be a lot of money that goes missing. Yeah. As not goes missing, it just isn't transacted. Um, so yeah, it, it has massive ramifications. The NRL has a very, um, clear, uh, delivery process that it needs to deliver the broadcasters, which is the games per week. So if you start to miss out on those games for whatever reason, you're in breach of your contract. If you're in breach of your contract, you're in a hell of a lot of strife, especially with the size of those, uh, the size of those contracts, because mm. there are multiple, um, but obviously with Fox and Channel 9 feeding in the money that keeps the game going essentially out of the broadcast rights, if you're into the position where for whatever reason you can't deliver your games per week, you're in you're in a heck of a lot of trouble. Won't be sorted without the crystals, Tommy. Yes, thank you, Pedro the Russo. Now another one. Now we had a call. Did, a cousin. did you know about the crystals? No, I had no idea the about the polarizer? crystals. The energy polarizer? I had no idea about the crystals. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, now, we had Cuzzy from Brisbane speak about Dave Rennie. So my next two are, are going to be about the Wallabies rugby and oh. also a bit of rugby league too. Okay. So this is a, this is reunion and rugby league, this one. The Wallabies will have three current NRL stars playing for them in the 2027 Rugby World Cup. Now, I say that because a lot of talk last few days about Eddie Jones poaching NRL stars. We know how much he likes rugby league. Go back to the 2003 World Cup. You had Wendell Saylor, Lottie Takiri, and Matt Rogers. Um Three NRL players that were poached by Rugby Australia to play for the Wallabies. So they had three players there. So is it an overreaction to say that the Wallabies will have at least three current NRL players playing for them in the 2027 Rugby World Cup being played here in Australia? Okay. Had you asked me that question a week ago, 
I would have said, yeah, it's an overreaction because I can't see Rugby Union in Australia or Rugby Australia and and under the watch of, of Dave Rennie, I'm sure he's thought about it. I just I, – I can't fathom mm-hmm. that, that, that that would pop up as much as what we think it is. But under Eddie Jones, I think it's entirely possible. Entirely possible. So Agreed. that's not an over, overreaction at all. The question is, who do they need? Yes. Who do they need? Because back then, you know, when Lottie Takiri was going over, Wendell Saylor was going over, Matt Rogers was going over, did they did they need those players at the time? I'm trying to think back. I mean, obviously they needed them because they, they ended up slotting in there, but it was about getting them into the system. Into the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't about raiding rugby league. And and also as well, the Wallabies at that time already had stars in Sterling Mortlock, Stephen Larkham, mm. George Gregan, whereas that's where – I mean, Stephen Donald on SENZ – uh, a few days ago, said it's not the coaching, it's the cattle. And so they need the yep. cattle. So you'd look at a, a position like 10, like 5'8". That's a that's a position where injuries haven't been great for the Wallabies the last 18 months, but that's a position that they do need to shore up. How long's your man, Joseph Suwili'i, signed up for? I believe it's to the end of this year. I've, I've already said countless times last year, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think it's a, a given that he will play for the Wallabies in the 2027 World Cup. Why not? You know what, how old is he going to be at the end? 24. He's going to be 24 years of so age. He's going to be 24 at the when, end of 27. At the end of 2027. Oh, man. So he can come back to rugby league, still play another eight to 10 years, win a couple of comps back with the Roosters. Fantastic. <laughs> I, and I, you know what? I wouldn't begrudge him from going for going to play rugby union as well because he's a talent. He can be, he can follow in the footsteps of someone like a Sonny Bill Williams, mm. maybe go playing in Japan or, or England or France where you get paid a lot more money. Um, so yeah, I think he will definitely be one of them. NRL clubs already poach a lot of rugby union players coming through that GPS school system. So I think three, maybe not, but I think one or two will definitely be there. Mm. Uh, my next one with, with the Wallabies. So the Rugby will, rugby World Cup um, in France later this year. Yep. Under Eddie Jones, the Wallabies will go one better than they did in 2019. So in 2019, they fell to England. They lost 40 to 16 in the quarterfinal. So is it an overreaction to say that under Eddie Jones, they will go at least one better and progress through to the semifinals. No, not an overreaction. Wow. No. So you're going, you're going all in on Eddie Jones. Yep. Yep. I'm going all in on which which direction Rugby Australia and the Wallabies are heading. I, I think Dave Rennie was was working his absolute butt off to try and get them there, but there was clearly something missing along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, only time will tell. But they ran into England last time around. I mean, totally different scenario, sure. Mm-hmm. But they ran into England last time around. If they run into England this time around, guess what's going to happen? Mate, Eddie Jones is going to, is going to mastermind. And who was coaching England players. at that time? Eddie Jones. There you go. So he's going to, uh, yes. So I reckon they do go a little bit deeper. Going to, oh, imagine making the semifinal. That would be big for, if, if he is able to get us there and then two years later, in two years we've got British and Irish Lions and then two years after that the Home World Cup here. So I think this is, this is make or break for Australian rugby these next five years. You've got this World Cup in France, then you've got the British and Irish Lions coming here. They only come here once every 12 years. And then you've got the Home World Cup mm. where Hamish McLennan, we got, got him on tomorrow. He's spoken about how big that is going to be for the sport in this country and how it's kind of fallen away the last few years. If we can get back to where we were back in 2003, the last time we hosted a World Cup, then yeah. that would be do so, do so much 
you know, wonders for the sport here. So in you know the Australia. interesting thing. The interesting thing, what you've just said, right? If, if if this is a bar side chat that we're having, and we're talking about the Wallabies at the moment, we're talking about Eddie Jones coming back. We're talking <laughs> about the possibility of rugby league players and big stars going there. We're talking about a World Cup this year, the British and Irish Lions tour, and then another World Cup. Guess what? You have not mentioned at all in any discussion there about the Wallabies. The Kiwis yes. and the Bledisloe Cup. Yeah, that's a good point. The stuff that drags you down yep. when you try and have the discussion to get anyone excited about rugby union in Australia, those that aren't in it, you start mentioning what's been happening with us at the Bledisloe Cup. We constantly get our pants pulled down by them. New Zealand rugby union ain't plain sailing at the moment either. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how, how quickly the shift of conversation, we're going to have to go and face them. We're going to have to, and if Eddie Jones can mastermind that and this current squad can go and do that, then that's just next level. But isn't it interesting how quickly things can change away from the focus about how bad things are mm-hmm. to what the possibilities the are? The optimism. The optimism. I think, and we're speaking, speaking about rugby now in on January 19th. And yes, it's because there's been a coaching change, but if, if say, I don't want to say Joe Blow, but if someone not like Eddie Jones was was brought in to replace Dave Rennie, it wouldn't get the fanfare, it wouldn't get the no. attention. The sport would not get the fanfare and the attention that it has the last 48, 72 hours. Yeah. That's just a simple fact. Yeah. And I agree with you. If we're able to, to conquer the Bledisloe and win that back, what, when was the last time? 01? The last time we had won it? Yeah. I believe yeah. at least, at least whatever, at least 20 years, if we're able to conquer that feat, even win it at Eden Park, first time since 1987, mm. would be massive. Uh, my final one. Oh, you got another one. I've got one more. This is with cricket. Steve Smith should open the batting for Australia <laughs> at the 2024 T20 World Cup. Not in Test, not in ODI. In the T20 World Cup, that's going to be playing the West Indies in the USA, 2024. So the last two games for the Sixers, open the batting, 36, 101. Um, he's, what are the stats here? He's at a, who are you going to replace? Well, Aaron Finch isn't going to be there. We know that for a fact. So putting that up there with Warner, that can be their swan song. Not not him for Australia because he won't. He's not as old as Davy Warner, but that was pro- that will probably be Davy Warner's swan song. Uh, okay. So what was the question again? <laughs> it's not a statement. Is it an overreaction? So t- last two games he's opened the batting yep. for the Sixers. He's yeah, scored no. 137 runs. Yep. Sh- strike rate of 165. Yeah. So what I'm saying is he should open the batting for Australia and T20 cricket moving forward and especially at the next T20 World Cup in next year. Don't know. But is that an overreaction? Possibly an overreaction. Because it's, it's after two games. Yeah. I don't sit right in the fence. That's why, because it's the two games. Okay. Yeah. Because um, you, you just have I'll, to I'll go back. You, you were the biggest supporter of Aaron Finch, and I was saying we had to drop him, had to drop him. And, and I'm you a were... massive supporter of Steve Smith. So yes. the reason why I'm sitting on the fence is that's off the back of two games. Yeah. I called that first one. The 36 was was great. 101 was enormous. At Coffs, Sublime. At Coffs Harbour. Um uh, the, and so I don't, I don't, I just don't think there's enough there. Sample, to go yeah, off. not sample size isn't sample big enough. Size, but it's Steve Smith, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that's where you go. Are you gonna? I, I would never ever try and question no. whether Steve Smith's going to be successful or not. But then again, no matter where you put him in the order, T Twenty form is so Most strange because freak. it was only what eighteen months ago, twelve months ago that he was given the flick by his IPL team. Mm. So it can come and go. But given his recent form, was just thinking about it, considering how unsuccessful we were. At a home World Cup, just what three months ago, and how bad that that ended up. Um, Trying to look for some optimism there, but yeah. that's all from me. Gee, back end of the program really got us thinking, didn't he? We're back after this.